Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. You are listening to the Old Blokes Music Podcast and this is podcast number 86, a 90s special. Sons and daughters already know how that feels 
days of him dead and gone This vodka does a memory clear Though it's too hard to imagine what these tears are for some time ago on the Facebook group page and uh, it seemed people wanted a 90s podcast so that's what you're getting and as well as giving you a 90s podcast I'm going to try and dispel this myth that the 90s was Britpop yes Britpop or whatever you know mod rock or dad rock whatever you want to call it whatever label you want to attach to it was certainly more than the holy trinity of uh, pulp um, suede and oasis it was definitely more than that and um, pretty much by the end of 97 it was all over so um, I, I, there is going to be some Britpop in here but I, I'd like to think you've already heard from the three songs admittedly they cover the years 1990 and 91 um, it's not all going to be Britpop there's going to be various elements of music that came in um during the 90s or that were about before the 90s but had a resurgence during the 90s and artists that appeared for the first time in the 90s so uh hopefully sit back relax and enjoy the ride so so far you've heard killer by adamski which was uh, the, the tune that launched the career of seal then after that telephone the thing by the fall um the much missed marquis smith on vocals obviously and you just heard she's she knows she's wrong by jellyfish from 91 
uh, I'm going to play uh, two more tracks from 91 now and a track from 92, obviously. <laughs>
So at the start of the 90s over here in the UK, we'd had um, the back end of uh, Baggy or the Manchester scene, whatever you want to call it. And uh, that was at the end of the 80s, coming into the 90s. And uh, early 90s, there was the whole, or late 80s again, into the early 90s, the whole Acid House, Acid, uh, which acid house scene which become a massive club and rave scene and an offshoot that was acid jazz um and acid jazz also gave its name to a record label um which kind of dealt mainly in the acid jazz sound and uh, other labels at that time like uh, talking loud um records they were putting out this acid jazz so um, a good example on Talking Loud was uh, Incognito, the tune that opened that little three there, uh, with the tune Always There. And uh, after that, Hot on Its Hills, the B-side of Paul Weller's first single, uh, came out in 91, and uh, no record deal, no publishing deal, he had to finance it himself. He was very much into that um, acid jazz kind of scene. He'd fallen out of love with his guitar and organic instruments and then around that time that's when he picked up a guitar again and started messing around and he was finding connections with what was going on at that time with stuff that had gone on throughout musical history so he joined the dots and made the connection and um after that you heard stereo mcs from 92 and the tune connected um around this time um tv radio was changing a lot there was um we still didn't have the dearth of tv stations that we have available at the, the, the click of a button on a remote control or whatever but um television was changing there was more programs uh like uh the word a TV show that used to be on late night on a Friday over here, Friday or a Saturday night, and they would have live music. That's I think that's where uh, the first, if not one of the very first times, that uh, Nirvana got to play live on a t TV show in this country. Um, but lots of bands of their day, including Stereo MCs, appeared on it, and it was that whole crossover of this thing coming out of the dire elements of the 80s and the club mute sound of the 80s and then you had this let's say the acid jazz soul kind of thing which included um the likes of jamiroquai um amongst many others um the corduroy and whatever so there was this solely funk thing going on and then you had the hard edge dance of the likes of stereo MCs and then the Bristol sound come along around that same time um, featuring the likes of uh, Tricky, Porter's Head and probably the front runners of the Bristol sound was uh, Massive Attack who, if I remember rightly correctly, started out by doing production and their first notable thing was uh, Raw Light Sushi by Naina Cherry and then I think it was 91... Uh, Blue Lines, the album by Massive Attack, come out their debut album, and that was such a groundbreaking album, featuring lots of different Bristol artists, different sounds, and is probably the the birth of trip hop in this country. Um, the 90s were far from Britpop, and 
as the decade progressed and went on and finished, all these musicians from different genres, different backgrounds, all kind of worked together, their, their music was intertwined. And it was, for me, probably one of the last great decades in music. That's my personal opinion. Anyway, we're going to carry on with a few more now. What you do to me
Gotta own up the mound somehow Toss the beginning and try to live it down Work my way out, I've been so down about it It gets the same every time I shy Away from the blame and I stand my time You can understand why I've been so down about it She's gonna give me all the time I need To finish it and if I can't I'll sleep over And out like a light when it's not plugged in Fading around if it starts again I just don't get it when I get so down about it I drop you in so hope you don't catch Fumble the keys and I throw the latch Still worth that I've been so down about it She's gonna give me all the time I need To finish it And if I can't I'll sleep over Out of it So I hope she'd be there Talk to her as
just heard in reverse order Suede with the track Animal Nitrate from 93 and just to show I'm not biased I played that and I've never really hidden it Suede don't do it for me and Brett Anderson's vocal God it really gets on my nerves before that down about it by the Lemonheads probably most well known over here for their cover of the Mrs. Robinson track and before that R.E.M. and the track Monty Got Raw Deal from what was to all intents and purposes the album that put them not just mainstream but again you know most a lot of households in this country suddenly had the album automatic for the people on their shelves and they weren't aware of REM before it and that was all down to that god awful shiny happy people anyway before that you heard teenage fan club and what you do to me right gonna have a few more tunes now from 93 and 94 <laughs>
So that was 93 and some of 94. I opened with Jamiroquai and the track Too Young to Die. And I remember, you know, when he came out or when he first uh, was getting airtime or whatever, people were like, is this an unknown Stevie Wonder song? It sounds so much like a Stevie Wonder or whatever, undiscovered or whatever. You know, is it somebody who's taken one of his old tunes and put it on top of, you know, a modern kind of beat and no it was Jamiroquai himself and uh, after that you heard Young Disciples apparently nothing another band straight out the Acid Jazz uh, house, Acid Jazz stable whatever you want to call it uh, lead vocals on that performed by Carlene Anderson uh, goddaughter of none other than James Brown and after that you heard Root Down from the Beastie Boys Right, you're going to hear one more from 94 now, and I'm going to play you, uh, I don't know, three. Three tunes from 95, um, and that is probably going to be the the main clump of uh, Britpop you will hear in this. Um, so, if you don't want to listen to that, I would suggest you fast forward, I don't know, about 14, 15 minutes. If not, sit back and enjoy.
trick. She's in a family full of eccentrics. She's done things I've never expected. And I need more time. She's got a sister. And God only knows how I've missed her. And on the palm of her hand is a blister.
and I so trigger light Pick up my pen and start to write I struggle to fight dark forces in the clear moonlight Without fear Sight, fundamental movement. So when it's black, this insomniac, take an original tack, keep the beast in my nature under ceaseless attack. I get no sleep. I can't get no sleep. seen Manchester, um, Acid House and Acid Jazz and House Music itself, etc. Um, that whole dance scene, um, which was so, so underground and used to only be heard in, you know, certain clubs, it wouldn't be heard in a mainstream club, um, enabled the, the music to cross over into the mainstream. And, uh, you know, all this stuff, anything that's slightly dance-orientated, made, you know, a decent mark on the charts in this country um, because it crossed over so well. And also the likes of um, Noel Gallagher of Oasis and uh, the boys from Blur, they were 
very much into that whole club scene anyway at the end of the 80s. Uh, Blur obviously had their first single out late 90, early 91, um, which had that dance, shoegaze, jangle kind of thing going on. And so collaborations would happen between the likes of Noel Gallagher and the Chemical Brothers. Obviously, uh, Damon Albarn of Blur went off and done Gorillas. You know, it it was no longer that you know the charts were only for pop. You know, that that was the one thing that the nineties seemed to do. It was no longer predominantly pop music for ten years. That ten years period, anything and everything made its way into the charts. It seemed, and. Um, Oh, it was all the better for it, if I'm honest. So um, I'll just run through what you heard. And uh, obviously you just heard Faithless with the, the Monster mix version of the Monster track Insomnia from 95. Before that, Supergrass and their single All Right. And then before that, Oasis and She's Electric. And then before that, from the year before, Blur and the track this is a low from park life right i'm now going to play you some uh, a little bit of a uh, few bits of 96 and 97.
we open up that quartet with Lush and the track Single Girl after that, the day we caught the train by Ocean Colour Scene from their second LP, Mosley Shoals. And then after that you heard Marblehead Johnson by the Blue Tones. And you just heard the Charlatans and their single How High that come out in 97 uh, from the Telling Stories LP, uh, an LP that was in the process of being written and recorded when Rob Collins, the keyboardist, passed away. Um, a, a very influential uh, figure in the band and whose keyboard sound was made the charlatans instantly identifiable. Right, two more tunes now from 97 and uh, then we're going to have a little look at 98.
to those bits in the middle You know those crazy piano bits I used to think that it went like that But it really went like this called Call Me Up by World Party from their Egyptology LP from 97 and before that uh, Beth Orton and uh, the tune uh, Someone's Daughter from her debut album Trailer Park um, totally different songs I, I think you'll all you'll, anyone will agree but equally as good as each other now 88 three tunes um, once again all very different from each other.
as I said, three very different pieces of music, and we opened up with Air and the track Remember from their album Moon Safari from 98. And then after that, good old Norman Cook, formerly of uh, the House Martins, then Beatmasters, and then in his own right as Fatboy Slim, and the track Build It Up, Tear It Down from You've Come a Long Way, Baby. And then you just heard One Big Family by Embrace from the album The Good Will Out. Right, I'm just going to play two tunes from 99, as I realise we're overrunning already, so uh, we'll get straight into them. Words won't make me right 
There you go, that was the 90s in a brief 
90 minutes nutshell. So many bands, artists, whatever I, I could have put in, I should have put in, but then it meant I'd have to take others out. What it means is there'll be a, another 90s podcast at some point, same as there'll be other 70s ones, there'll be other 80s ones, and I still haven't done a 60s one. So you just heard Culture Club, and after that, Maloko. Um, Culture Club was the track Black Comedy from the album Don't Mind If I Do, which was like a, a comeback album um, that was released what, 15, 10 to 15 years after the heights of their heady success. And I have to say, there's not one duff track on that album. And then, uh, like I say, Sing It Back by Maloko. So that was pretty much the 90s in a nutshell, a very brief nutshell. And uh, as I said, there was loads of Britpop bands I could have played, like Sleeper, Manson, God, you name it. There's just so many, so, so many. So there will be a part two, and it won't just be about Britpop. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Number 87 will be the same time, the same place. I look forward to speaking to you then. Take care.